Hi, my name's Nick. No, see, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be spontaneous, Nick. Okay. Hi, man. <laughs> uh, I'm right, Nick. Let's just let's just start going. Then we'll do the intro halfway no, through. No, all right, fine. You feel like it needs a, you know. Okay. He's Nick, I'm Greg, that's an intro, go. Bam! What's it called? Side Project. Okay, cool. Side Project. episode follow up Greg you, you had you start well we needed structure so I was I like, know, yeah, go 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 well, last episode well I'm trying to go but you're inter- you're interrupting me oh, okay sorry god sass level fucking over here today what I like about this silly podcast thing is mm-hmm. that it's going to capture our emotions in like very particular times yeah so like this is a Friday we should right. do an episode first of all we should do an episode drunk we should definitely like have I was thinking things. about getting a drink to like I'm walking up here but uh, yeah let's, let's put a pause in let's make drinks okay you know the second episode yeah yeah. oh look at that sound wave yeah it's like that was a really good clink yeah, no it wasn't no 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 we oh, gotta wait 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 wait. No, that's not... <laughs> that sounded terrible Alright, so what people don't realize is that we're coming back now. Yep. And we've, we've actually had five drinks. No, that's not true, Greg. We okay. Had well, you can have fun at six. least. Okay, we had ten drinks. Yeah, why don't you... This is, this is your real problem. If you don't let me you don't let me play in my space. Oh, Alright. You know you what? Know you just <laughs> shut it down so fast. It's unbelievable. Right. The fun police. Oh, <laughs> Fucking the Gestapo of fun over here. The Gestapo of fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Alright. Alright. What, what, okay. Last episode, follow up. Oh, Did yeah. You? I was chit chatting with some people yeah, last I night. about Kyle. He, is, he talked about the podcast. Yeah. And he, he, was, he was like trying to make suggestions, but not wanting to impose on <laughs> what he considered our artistic space. But he did have a good idea, which I think we should follow up. Nice. Which is, is which is interviewing one person every episode. Okay. Which is kind of the That's structure the... of these upcoming ones, because yeah. you're just gonna, you know, we'll we'll talk about my life. We'll talk about your life next episode. Right. We're gonna find some friends. Mm-hmm. Put them on deck. That was, you know. Yeah. Oh, I like that plan totally. I know I... James, Brianna, Shatterberg. They all said they'd be interested. Chris yeah. Wine too. So. Yeah, I suppose. That's a we got a whole crew of kids. Yeah, it'd be fun. I really like that our friends are kind enough to listen and pretend like they're interested. I think they're more than pretend interested. <laughs> no, I think they're doing us a favor. 
Because you'll notice that the people who, <laughs> who we live with, yeah, Joe, Joe and David, neither Joe? of them have listened to it. Yeah, yeah. It's Joe's music. I know. You I really thought there'd be a little bit more loyalty than that. Yeah. Fuck, dude. He, like, lives downstairs. He made music for it. I thought he'd want to know how it sounded, but... That kid's kind of an ass anyway. Yeah. Was, there, was there a good Facebook follow-up? Uh, yeah, I think so. The funny, I mean, the funniest thing that I thought of is not really, like, it's not serious at all, but Lauren was talking and made a really funny joke because it was like, you know how, like, Lauren is, she's like, she's like, oh, just two other, two other white guys making a podcast. Yeah, it was like, it's a joke. And I was like, and then I was laughing because I was like, well... Me and Greg could do voices and accents the whole episode, and I would get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I don't think that would be good for either of us. Anyone involved? <laughs> no, I think it would be... It, Bad. <laughs> yeah, it could get, it's already a dangerous pod. It's already dangerous to just record yourself. Yeah, and just say whatever comes to mind. Yeah. I thought about that. Like, I was thinking about things I was going to say today, and it's like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah? Yeah. Just think, I don't know. Well, I mean, so all those times no, you no, drop the end bomb, those aren't going to make the final oh my cut. God. Come on, the audience. Nick, nice. <laughs> Nick is putting on a white robe. <laughs> no. Oh my God! Stop but, saluting Hitler, Nick. Jesus. But no, it was it was good. I think everyone. I think the. I don't know. I. I like I said, I'm doing this more for like myself, at least to start. But I think it's just fun. I think it's just fun to do. Like, like I said, I think I said this in the pod, the first episode. It was just fun to edit. It was fun to listen. It was fun. And I think I'm gonna get more fun out of it once someone else is involved and there's like a dy- another dynamic, another layer of dynamic. You know? Wow. What? The guest. What? No, I get it. That's yeah. fine. Why? You think I'm kicking you out? Squeezing you out? Uh, Greg, you're irreplaceable. Thank you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here so my ego can be stroked. Yeah. Lauren is right, by the way. About what? Accents? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to be dropping more stereotypes wherever possible. That's how that's how you're woke AF in today's yeah. society. Yeah. If you can <laughs> She's right about the fact that like the, like our perspective is obviously like well, also the exact limited, same. Yeah, mostly the exact same. Yeah, but for all the people that are like the, like us, yes, it helps. Turns out, if at least looking at the Facebook comments, there's a lot of moody mid twenty year old white guys. Yeah, <laughs> our core fan base is just us. Hey man, gotta start somewhere. So for people who don't don't or like. Obviously, I like how I'm, like, introducing this as the people who weren't here on Wednesday when it was just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, this is part of the problem now, though, is that I made that first episode kind of semi-unconscious of the fact that people would actually listen to it. Yeah. And now I'm self-aware. Oh, my God. Just let your inhibitions go. Say whatever comes to mind. I yeah, started but I, doing I, that, and it has been fantastic. And I think it's nice to just... Just spew, like, just spew out whatever's on your mind. I've, like, slowly, like, over the past, like, two years, it's, like, slowly kind of gotten more like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why I haven't been doing it earlier. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, it's nice. It's nice just to kind of have, like, to just get everything off your chest or just, like, to do it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I, I don't to... know, in high school, I was not like that at all. I was to an, to an extent, to an extent, but, like, for a lot of things, not really at all. Yeah, I used to be a person that took a long time to warm up to people. Yeah, I was like that, too. Definitely, right. definitely, definitely. But, like, once we were, like, friends, it was, like, it was, like, nothing. Sure. You'd say anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But my, yeah, I just remember being at a camp, like, freshman year of high school, and I won, like, they gave out, like, superlatives at the end of it. What is a superlative? That's, like, uh, most likely to succeed, oh, you okay. know, worst driver. Sexiest man or whatever. Yes. All all awards that I would win, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, it was like it was like two, it was like a hundred two hundred people. What was this for? It was it was just in high school, and then oh. but they gave out like, the oh, awards at the okay. end for like the week. Yeah, and I, yeah. I got people got like cool awards, you know, and I got most reserved. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's well, like this. I don't. It's like a strange one to give away. It is, and it's also strange considering the people who know me now, because now I don't shut the fuck up. Oh, now yeah. I feel like there are people who are like, yo, Greg, Yo, like, you need to shut the hell up. Yeah, like, I'm trying to have a nice time here. Nah. And, <laughs> and, you, and you're shitting all over it. Uh, but anyway, I, wrapping it back all the way around, uh, we were going to try and record this on Wednesday. Yeah. But I exonate it. Because, I think that because was it's smart, a, though. Because it's like a snap, it's like a, oh yeah, well it's just like a, a these podcasts well, what's going to be funny about them if you do save them for years down the road it's going to be really funny snapshot that's the power of editing that is the power of editing uh, and why I gave you those two but well, anyway no, but Wednesday I, think... I was I was just not feeling it I was yeah. like I was in a really bad mood and I was like this is like I, I don't even want to like right. be doing this podcast who the no fuck's going to want to listen to me to it. yeah no, so, I agree and now I'm in a loopy mood because it's a Friday afternoon and it was a super long work week and I have yeah. about if my my capacity for intellectual thought was a pool it would be a kiddie pool <laughs> that's about how deep right I can go right now yeah yeah like maybe um, the I don't know they may, I the whole plastic one some of the questions and I might be might be problematic oh that's fine okay I can uh, I can I can pull some shit from deep within okay good if okay it, it's just gonna probably sound a lot more bullshitty in the end oh, that's okay Alright. I don't even remember. I think they were, that's the follow-up then, right? Any other follow-up? Yeah. I think that was pretty good. Today's sponsor is the Plaza Bar and Grill. The Plaza is located right here in Madison at 319 North Henry Street. Wow, Nick. It sure is great to get a local sponsor so quick. Are you tired of your traditional dive bar? Boo. The Plaza offers a unique towny experience complete with nature murals questionable bathrooms, and the highest per capita concentration of plaid in the state of Wisconsin. Boy, Nick, you can just feel the self-loathing coming from that booth over there discussing the musical merits of new metal. Bubble hockey, two pool tables, Star Trek pinball, and darts in a dimly lit corner. Oh my god, they even serve up some of Madison's best food. Two cheese plaza, fries with plaza sauce, and a side of delicious regret. Looking to host an outing? Perhaps a book club meeting. Maybe you just want to grab a few drinks with some friends. The Plaza is the ideal place to host your event. Reserve their back room. It's first come, first serve. So you'll never really know if it's yours or not. And you will not... I mean, I repeat this thing. You will not find a better deal than the 250 Long Islands on Thursdays. Or be like me and jump right to the double Long Islands for $5. 
It's not a better deal for your dignity, but it is a better deal for your wallet. Greg, what's your favorite plaza story? Gosh, Nick. <laughs> Mine has to be when Brett McGannon plugged the jukebox to play Sheik's Le Freak on a quiet Thursday afternoon and boogied his, his way back to the booth. Man, the regulars were not amused. Pro tip, it's cash only, so be prepared. The Plaza at 319 North Henry Street. For fans of this show, enter the code SAUCE. That's SAUCE <laughs> at the bar to receive some really strange looks. Man, it sure is great and fantastic to have him as a sponsor. Okay. Alright, Nick. Next section. Yeah, you really they, were on a binge on Wednesday. For You like wanted to do Nick's musical segment of the week. I was just... Is, no, I was coming up is, with... We can't do that kind of shit. We don't have copyright power to fucking dude, just play music. I already put on Black Hole Sun on the other one. Did you really? I mean, like, the opening ten seconds where there's no lyrics. Did we talk about Black Hole Sun in the last episode? Yeah, we mentioned it, because remember we were Holy talking shit, about... Holy shit, I don't even remember what we talked about. Oh, the smiley faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, at the end of that section, as the transition music, I just had to do the opening of that song. Oh, nice. It actually worked out really well. I was pretty impressed with myself. Okay. Well, when, as soon as it gets taken down from Spotify. Anyway, you were really on a song kick. Do you want to have a song kick? No, I just, in I don't know. One thing, one thing that I've also gotten a new, like, more of an appreciation of is music. I've always loved music, but, like, I feel like for some, some reason, like, I really just enjoy it a lot more. Okay. And, I don't know, I just thought it'd be cool to have, like, a song that was, like, stuck in your head. And you could just be like, this is a song that's been stuck in my head. Uh. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Okay. So, do you have a song stuck in your head this week, Greg? No. Okay. I sang Digital Love by Daft oh, Punk Daft a lot. Oh, Daft Punk. Hell but yeah. that's not, wasn't me in my head. Like that? Yeah. Uh. Holy shit, that's what the musical segment should be. What? Because we don't want to bust copyright, so you should just sing every song that oh, you can want I do like that. that. Um, not when I'm here. If you mm-hmm. want to do that, you can add, do it in the post process. <laughs> okay. Because, Lord, well, song, my ears are already. The song, the song I had stuck in the head was Lot of Love oh. by Neil Young. Okay. I was really enjoying that. I listened to it, I think, three or four times on Sunday, driving back from. Ohio. It's like literally a good thing that you were singing in the shower. Yeah. Did you hear ago. that? Did you hear that? I heard you come up. I didn't know if you were here. That the shower door, the bathroom door, is like literally next to the stairs. I hear you sing. I hear you sing everything. Oh, oh, well, I didn't emo know that. music. Well, I knew that, <laughs> but I mean, you're screaming that. Yeah. You really come. How out. else do you sing emo music? I don't know. I feel like it, half of it's just having tears roll down your eyes. No. The mascara no, you applied no, beforehand. No, 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 no. Eyeliner, not mascara. Oh, fuck. I think you might be right. I am right. Damn. Okay. What do you like about that song? That's Neil Young's song? Yeah, and this, this, I this, think this is, segment is I think it's be awesome because long. it is such a simple song. It's like, if you were to, like, it's just like a poem. It's just a very simple song. The lyrics are not complicated. It's just about, like, wanting love and, like, that's all That's all it is. That's just a very simple. But the way he just, like, harm, I don't know if harmonize is the right word. Just the, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, I'm not, I wasn't really in chorus. I was in chorus in, like, fifth grade, fourth grade. So I don't really know, like, the terms. But the way his voice just, like, goes between, like, the highs and lows and, like, he sounds really folksy and like I don't know, it's just a really simple, beautiful song. And mm. It's nice. 
I really enjoy it. First impression. Go. It sounds like a song from a Coke commercial. Okay, but it sounds like the song from a Coke commercial in the like the knots because in the sixties or seventies, whenever he made it, it was awesome. I mean, it's still a good song. Yeah, I like it. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do you like? Everyone li- be happy. Yeah. Gotta take a lot of love. Yeah. What do you What do you like about it? Does it, what does it make you feel? I just, it make it's just so simple. I love the chords. I just love the, how easy it is to sing along to. I really want to learn it on ukulele. Why? I'm just like, cause it's fun to sing, man. No, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Why do you have a ukulele? Why do? I, cause I want to learn how to play it. <laughs> Why else would I have it? Oh man, I should get a guitar. I mean, I want to learn how to play guitar, but <laughs> then yeah, get a fucking guitar. Um, well, I have never, like, I've never seen you. I haven't seen the ukulele. Right here. Oh my god, you have a case for it! Yeah, I know! It's in a serious case. Dude, you want to hear something hilarious? Like, one of the most, not the most embarrassing things, but one of the, like, the funniest things. So, like, when I did the bike trip, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have, like, the whole summer just to, like, at campsites, like, just do whatever. So I was like, I'm gonna bring this ukulele and, like, learn how to play. And just be at the campsite and just be like, whatever, right? Do you know how many times I busted it out and, like, actually learned how to do it? None. Like, three or four times. I carried this thing, like, the how many, whole how many states? fucking way. Yeah, how, how many, many states? I don't know. Like, five or six states of biking? More than that? You carried that ukulele? I carried this whole way. I carried it the whole way. How many miles was it? I don't know. I don't know. Really? You... <laughs> From Portland to Portland, roughly. Okay. And you don't know how to play it? Because, boy, that no, chord no, you no, just no. played I... sounded amazing. No, you really could have fooled I think... me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I know. I learned like four chords, and I lost them. And that was not, that was not one of them. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh wow! No, I'll get there though. <laughs> All right, sweet. Yeah. One one chord a uh, one chord a year, and you'll be done. Yeah. So that's that's Nick's music song of the episode. By the way, "Digital Love" is probably one of my favorite Daft Punk songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had really a, I, I had a song sort of stuck in my head this week. Okay, go for it. It was, but it was just the lyrics of, it's an Abbott Brothers song. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, the part that I liked, I liked the chorus a lot, and I felt like it was relevant to a, a lot of people who, like, have a really strong desire to move mm. somewhere, you know, like, which I think is a particularly common theme amongst people our age. Right. Is this, like sense of wonderlust that is kind of like it's and the chorus of the song is all about like you know like your your problems are gonna follow you mm. from place to place right. like it's not like like it's not like moving somewhere is gonna solve your the actual core problems and i thought that, that was really insightful and it's talking it's like i think one of the line is like be sure you run to something and not away, away from, from. And I thought that I also yeah. I, I it came up on my like, hey, you haven't listened to this song in, mm-hmm. you know, a long, long time, because I went to their I went to an Abbott Brothers concert with my brother like on oh, a whim, nice. yeah, right before I went to college, nice, and so I had no idea who they were, like I literally oh, never heard that's of them. That's probably when they were pretty like pretty new too, right? 
like, must have been 2009 I think they were yeah. like sort of famous but anyway they played that song and it was I it, re- it just reminds me of moving and like yeah I don't know. yeah I think it's I just like that song a lot yeah it's I don't know it's insightful I think it's insightful in a lot of ways yeah and I like the I like the idea because I do feel like a lot of people are like are trying to run away from their problems and it's like moving somewhere is not not gonna help it no like the problem right. still exists right that that like literal baggage will follow you you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah or metaphorical baggage will follow you yeah uh so yeah that's good give that one a lesson Nick's not gonna play it on the podcast because copyright Interview questions. All right, Let's interview do it. Question. Rapid fire me. Alright. These questions start off easy and they get harder. Don't look. Okay. Well, you I already saw look. one pretty far down. <laughs> they, okay. Well, it was and also, just so, if deep. you want, a lot of these questions I thought of, like, if I just asked myself, I was like, okay. I'd get, you'd get an interesting answer or, like, something. Okay. Whatever. So if you need to jog. Yes. Okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to... Trying to loosen my brain, yeah, give some up. real answers, Stretch it up, and try and not feel okay. like I'm in court testifying. You're not. You're amongst friends. Well, I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite color? But you cannot say a one-word answer, and you, preferably not two words either. I want Green. some like. Disc- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What What do you like? I want like this? a description. I just want like a like a oh, like if it was a Crayola color. Or like a, you know, like on the painters things. Uh huh. Like that. I love, I love like a really solid turquoise, mm. like a like a mix of blue oh, and green. Yeah. But it leans a little bit heavier into the blue than the oh green. And and if Ugh. it's if it's more, it's still got to be pretty. It's like just a, it's like a hair more blue. If it was blue green or green blue, <laughs> it would be blue green. It's a little right, bit more right. blue, you know. Okay. But but it's mostly semantics the difference, and if it's more the more like luminescent it is the shinier it is the better. So there have like literally been things that are like so like beautiful that I will stop and stare at that and be like that is the perfect color. What is your earliest memory that you can either confirm definitely happened or maybe that you think maybe didn't happen but like that's what you think is your earliest memory because sometimes your earliest memory is something that may not like you don't. Can I confirm necessarily? You know, sure. Like you saw like a like a home video and that you've recreated. Yeah, it kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Good question. I don't know. I can certainly say. Uh, and was it significant or not really? My first memory. There, you know, there actually is definitely an answer because I was thinking about it recently, mm-hmm. but I can't really remember it off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. I thought about it, like a couple months ago. I was like, oh, that has to be like. Big. One of the early, no, it has to be one of the earliest memories I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would say I was in Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. Cabo. Yeah. I think I was like four or five. Okay. There's definitely earlier ones, but this, but I remember like being there 
and there was this like trapeze set where you could go. It was like a big net underneath it, mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of like you just like jumped from like you were supposed to jump from like one like one like essentially handlebar that was swinging to the other one. Yeah, my brother Ben went up. He's like seven or eight. Gets up. It's up like thirty feet. He gets up, freaks out, walks back down. He's too scared. Jeff goes up, does it. He's too freaked out. He's scared. He walks back down. But I'm like four. Yeah. And I don't fucking understand what's going yeah. on. Bucket. So I do it. Uh, I had a good time. When when have you been the most naked in public? Most naked in public? Yeah. It's a weird question. I don't um, know. That is interesting. It's one thing I legitimately don't know about. Well, I think I know the answer, but I'm not 100% sure. Because I think I know a lot about you, so I'm trying to think of questions I don't know. Okay. Is this a, an example of a question you want me to ask you? You could ask me. I just thought, I, I mean, I have a good answer for it, so. Right. I don't have a particularly good answer. I mean. I can think of two things. Certainly, like, done the Wisconsin Dells, okay. but northern, you know, northern Wisconsin, you, you, you're younger, you can just go <sighs> jump off of a dock naked when you're seven, you know, no one gives a shit. Hmm. So. Yeah. Not I've never been I've never been super naked in public. Okay. Oh, now I I just even thought of a better answer to the answer that I thought I had. Yeah. Nothing that I'm willing to admit on a podcast. <laughs> Why do you want to go to Japan? Why do I want to go to Japan? Dude, my questions these better get harder because my questions they're gonna get harder. My questions are gonna fucking grill you. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna destroy yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you they get. If you haven't broken out into tears and then I rebuilt oh you God. by the end of that question session. Why do you want to go to Japan, Greg? Um, good question. I have the good fortune of having parents who like to travel. Mm-hmm. So I've traveled a lot. Uh, and I love traveling the world, and that's a place I haven't been. Because my parents don't have... My parents don't have a lot of interest in going to an Asian, Asian countries for mm-hmm. some reason. You know, South America, South Africa you know Argentina Argentina you know Australia they're fine with that shit in Europe but for some reason like China and Japan I think they would maybe consider going to Japan mm-hmm. but like India and China they just don't have a whole lot of interest in going to mm-hmm. and so there are places I haven't been and there aren't there isn't any probability that I'll get there unless I do it myself right and, and I love the culture I like the food and I like the like the culture mm-hmm uh, and I don't know a whole lot about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, other than what bastardized versions have made it over to America. You know, like Pikachu. Magna. Yeah. We, That's probably not bastardized, though. Anyway, I think it's going to be a fun country, and especially a fun country to do with your friends. Yeah. I told you about that, um, that Anthony Bourdain segment, where he went, he was talking about, like, these bars that have, like, two or three like women that work it and like basically like they're just basically set up so that when you go in like the women in there they're like they're super young and they have like they've got like their hair really like done up and like they got a lot of makeup on and like and like they're obviously speaking Japanese but they're like oh you're so funny you're so cute and they give you like all the attention the ideas that like like guys that are like to spend their entire lives like at at a desk like they just go to these places just to get like self like uh what's the word I'm looking for 
self-esteem, self-respect. Yeah, like self-esteem boost, basically. And then just these girls are like, oh, you're so funny, you're so cute, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to go, and like, I think it'd be so funny to do that with like me, <laughs> you, and David, and just go to these and like, have no idea what they're saying, and just be like, yeah, it's great, and just like hanging out. I think that's like one thing I really want to do when we go to Japan. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm in. <laughs> It'll be the strangest thing, but I think it'd be so funny. Uh, we want to understand any such of it. A no, exactly. It'll just be like... <laughs> and they'll just be like, oh, you're so cute. You're so funny. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, is what you're saying you need an ego boost? No, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> have you ever blacked out? Yeah, of course. How many times have you blacked out, roughly? Uh... Not a ton. What transpired those events? Probably, probably somewhere in the ballpark of like five. Okay. But on yeah, what happened? Yeah. Well, I drank too much. Well, okay. Uh, I was wondering if there's a good story behind it or not. Uh yeah. Usually, well, usually it starts with me making a classic mistake, which is where if I start drinking but I haven't had dinner at some oh, point yeah. when you've had a lot to like right. drink, you're just not really hungry anymore. Right. And that is that has been it's dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. There's been several of them. Uh, you know, like wait, and then I I wake up in my wearing my pants still. <laughs> uh, I mean, though the best one was was when we watched the Matrix. David had a Matrix themed party. Oh, is that a picnic? It was a picnic. Yeah, street. and I uh, do that. David made red and blue Jello yeah, shots for the red and that. blue pill, uh, right. which was really fun that uh, was party cool. theme. But uh, really, we didn't. We hadn't made a lot of jello shots, and like, there's actually a good proportion of vodka to like, you know, jello mixture, mm-hmm. which we did not hit. Right. Uh, and so they were they were boozy shots, and we had yeah. quite a few of them. And I when just remember my thumb. Shots, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you really hides the how drunk yeah. you're getting. But yeah. when I woke up in the morning, I couldn't find my phone, and I'm like, well, I like, I'm here. You didn't go anywhere. Yeah, right. like so, it's got to be around. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I checked all the normal places, you know, pockets, pants, uh, bathroom, you know, like right. cu- couch cushions, you know, all the typical you places you check. And uh, luckily Google has, for Samsung, they have like a, or for the, you know, Android, they have, you can just Google, where's my phone? Mm-hmm. And it will overpower the silence. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really useful. I've used it a few times. Uh, and uh, I found my phone. It was under my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, a place I would never nice. have found it, so... Uh, but no, but probably only about four or five times. Okay. What? Oh. If Trump asked you to be ambassador to any country, which would you pick? And assuming that, like, language is not an issue. Like, you just would know whatever language. You, you know what I mean? It's not, like, a qualification that you need. You know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. You should cut all the silence out so that way I sound I'm super smart. I'm cutting all the smart. uns, likes, and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And every time I sound stupid. Yeah, all the time. I only want to sound smart. <laughs> I would say... Uh, Switzerland, maybe. Probably mm. a European country would be pretty fun. You know, I don't... Yeah, I think so, like, a European country that has, like, some fun culture that's very different than... At, because if I can't, if I can speak a language, then it's easy. Right. That's well. That's, I didn't want that. And I, want, I, it to I be, want that to be a barrier. And I want it to be a country that's not going to like expect a lot out of my <laughs> ambassadorship. You know, because like I think being the ambassador to Russia would be really fun yeah, too. Yeah, but that'd be tough. As but hell. that's like yeah, yeah, that's like actual work. Mm-hmm. 
I would do that. Yeah, I'd probably do. I'd probably do a European country, where I don't have to do a whole lot, but I get like fancy dinners. Like maybe like the France would be fun too. Mm-hmm. You know. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Je suis riche. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to learn French. <laughs> Parlez-vous that, français? That mean, it means nothing. I'm. I'm just being. I. I don't. I can't. You said that. I am, and then something. Je suis riche. Yeah, what's rich? Rich. <laughs> I just like the way it sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would do that. I'd okay. France. Maybe Switzerland. Next question. These are some next softballs. Question. Holy shit. Yeah, you, next question. You really prepared Why me. didn't you move back to Omaha after graduating high school? Okay. See, this Not is a little yeah, better. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. Boy, because you really... when you, Just answer the question. When you, when you were like, oh, man, I hope you're okay with answering these questions... Uh, I was really, uh, I was really thrown off by that. It was some hard balls there. What's my favorite color? Damn. Yeah. Why didn't you move back to Omaha after you graduating after graduating school? Why did yeah. I not move back to Omaha? Well, it's a combination of factors. One is that a lot of my friends had left, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't the place that it that it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I think there's like a, a bit about living at where your hometown, where like it's like a bit like there's like ghosts of people around town like it, it, it like it has a it's a world you've lived in before but you can't access any like you know it's like you go to this you the same haunts the same places exist but the people aren't there and you're not the same mm-hmm. and i think that that makes it a little unlivable where it's like living in omaha it's like oh i could go to the, the venues i went to when i was 16 but like it just it feels like it feels like that part, like I, that part of my life, is so distant and like and like self-contained mm-hmm. that to go there now, it would be it would just be like too much, and I wouldn't be able to relate to it. And it would be like, you know, watching the ghosts of my previous experiences living there, and like having this like, you know, preconception of what what these places are. I don't know. I just wouldn't work. I don't think that I don't. I think people who go back and live at home. There was too much of a gap. I think you have to have like just like stuck with it. Yeah, Yeah. and I didn't go back because I, I needed space. I needed a place to call my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I like loved that about Madison was that the people in Madison, anyone in Madison that I know, I know them because I chose to to know who they are. Like I made friends with them. Mm -hmm. They were people that, you know, I I don't know. As opposed to, you know, in Omaha, it's like I have my, I have my parents who are there and and all of their friends and like I don't like being in a grocery store and having some random mom come up to you and be like, oh my god, Greg, what the hell are you? And it's like I don't even know who you are. Like I, I like legitimately have no idea who you are. And it happens a lot more than you'd think. I can I can I can see that because Omaha is just like one big suburb, right. There's a really good commercial. It's a good commercial, and it's for, like, State Farm, or it's, like, for some insurance company. And it shows, like... I actually really enjoy the commercial. And it's, like, it's like this guy, and he's out, like, at a bar. And he's, like, young, and he's, like, just out of college. And he's, like... See, like, he sees, like, two attractive women walk by, and he's, like, I am never getting married. And then it flash-forwards, and then he's married, and he's got, like... He's with his wife, and they're, like, at a park, and they're, like... They like see like a, like a family walk by with kids, and then like the kids are screaming. And it's like we are never having kids, and then it flash forwards, and then they have kids, and then like they're living like in ch- like downtown Chicago, and they're like we're never leaving the city, and then it flash forwards, and then it, they're in like the suburbs, and they're like 
see like a, like a family with like a minivan go by and he's like we are never getting a minivan and then it flash forwards and then it's like the you know he has a minivan anyway i saw that commercial and i was like oh my god what's a good what's it a commercial for say oh, state farm or some shit i don't know that sounds horrible it's a good commercial. No, it's really funny. It's really good. It funny. Like a it's, it's really good. But what I, I had this realization. I was like, oh my God. Like, I know so many people that, like, that's exactly They went to school. They went to downtown Chicago. They're going to live there for a couple years and do, like, like the you know, the young person thing. And then eventually they move to the suburbs. And then they do this. And then they do this. And, like, this pattern. I saw I saw that pattern. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, what, like, I can't do that. It yeah. was too, like, written out for me. I'm like, that isn't... I, I don't know. I don't even know what it was that I freaked out about. I was just like, "That is not. I can't do that." Yeah, I don't know. But have you accepted the fact that that's what the commercial is about? The guy literally swearing that he will. Never I know. Doing no, that I know. And then but doing I, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I understand. But you're gonna part of it. There's part of it. Mm, maybe. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to think about it right now. The, the thing is, so that's, like... That's how you differentiate yourself from the commercial, because never in those commercials would you see a minivan and go, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I can see the benefits of the minivan. I think it'd be really fun to party in. <laughs> you know? I, all my friends had yeah, yeah. in high school. That was, like, the most... Yeah, no. I, yeah, but I guess it wasn't so much that, like, that, that aspect of the commercial. It was more the aspect of, like... The inevitability. There was, like, this inevitability of, like, this is the next step. Like, it was more like... Okay, you went to school. Okay, get a job in a big city and, like, live in an apartment and, like, do that for a little bit uh-huh. in downtown Chicago. And I was like, man, like, I've seen downtown Chicago. Like, I haven't lived there, but I've been there enough to know what it's like. And it's like, I can't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that, that, that trajectory. Yeah. And I think that's kind of similar. That touches on what you were kind of getting at. I agree. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that is, that's a lot of, I think that's a lot of the problem a lot of the, like, general malaise or, or of being this age is, like... And a lot of the problems I have is that I see that life trajectory, mm-hmm. which is a pretty traditional life trajectory, so much so that State Farm can turn it into a commercial. Right. And it's funny. Uh, that, like, I've reached this point now where, like, I've done everything that is part of that story and enjoyed myself, you know, in middle school, in high school, mm-hmm. in college grad school is her degree now i have a job but like i'm starting to hit a point where like my brain is short-circuiting or like a fuse is blown because it's like it's like oh like you know you just settle down and move to the suburbs and my brain's just like no and it's like and but i find a lot of you know i'm like unsettled by it the fact that like there's the disconnect between what i want and what society expects yeah. me to have at this point in my life is deeply upsetting to me I agree it keeps me up at night so I I cannot echo that more uh yeah next question next question what is your relationship with your older brother and how was it growing up I have two older brothers you're Ben oh my god alright wow this is like so now you're now it's like turning into therapy give me one of them loungy chairs <laughs> uh you feel half free to go however deep you'd like to go. Oh, bitch, I'm not backing down. Uh, <laughs> ben May is my oldest brother. He's five years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And he was hugely influential in the early parts of my life. He's probably... He's the reason I'm I'm a fairly liberal person. Mm-hmm. 
because I remember, you know, when you're younger, you kind of adopt whatever political beliefs your parents have. And yeah. there's like a study about like the age at which you you start to, you know, develop your own, you know, you have the cognitive ability to differentiate your beliefs from your parents. But yeah. usually people are just exactly what their parents are for a long time. Right. And then at some point, I just, I just remember like it was around right when the Iraq war was starting. Mm-hmm. And, and so like I'm in like sixth grade. And, you know, I had been, like, a, you know, my parents were Republicans, so I was like, oh, I'm a Republican. And, right. you know, vote for George Bush. Al Gore is dumb. Uh, w. And, and, and the, the war in Iraq was starting, and my dad was, you know, making a defense about how, you know, there's a lot we don't know as, as citizens that the people who are making decisions do know. Uh, and my brother Ben just made, like, a like an amazing counterpoint about, like, the why are we doing this like there's no reason for us to be here like there's no proof of like weapons of mass destruction and like and and talking about how like it was just such a sidetrack and how it was going to in like the long run be a like a disaster for our country from like a soft power standpoint and and from just like an image perspective right. to the rest of the world that we were just invading a country and overthrowing someone because we've because we felt like it essentially mm-hmm and because of oil and i just remember being like wait like you're right like you're the right one here and so i just from that point forward he like ben was like and we we came to this standstill because we had a very antagonistic relationship as as all brothers do mm-hmm. in a household of three boys but ben somewhere around that age too around 12 or 13 came, we had like we had like a meeting of the families for the three brothers we came together in ben's room we see, sat down and he's just like he's like Look, we can either all get in trouble all the time, or none of us can. None of us can tattle on each other, and none of us will get in trouble. And it was just like it was like like the, like 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 it was the most logical thing someone had ever said. And <laughs> and Jeff and I were just like, "Holy shit, that you're right!" Like if none of us tattle on, on each other, like well, none of us will get in trouble, and we'll coexist peacefully. And and then there was just, there was a peace, there was a truce <laughs> that existed for years. And suddenly it was just like, oh shit, like, no, like, we're tight. Like, I'm not going to fucking rat you out. You're not going to rat me out. Yeah. And so from that point on, from when I was 12 or 13, he was like, like a really strong influence on my life because he like was like a liberal counterpoint to my parents mm-hmm. and he, uh, he was wildly intelligent. You know, he knew, he knew about the T like, uh, he knew about, you know, like spying, like on the internet and your phones being tapped and he would say these things we kind of thought they were conspiracy theories and like they've all like literally they've all panned out to be correct mm-hmm. and it's really wild because you're like he's just he's on the ball but uh you know i remember at one point when i was probably like when i was probably 14 or 15 just doing homework and and like hearing him get into like a verbal fight with my parents about you know they're like you need to stop doing drugs like you get off drugs and then these screaming matches started and like everything kind of started to shake away from that at from that point moving forward and uh you know we had good times in there because obviously we, we still weren't ratting each other out and we're still right. we're still tight and like there was uh, my favorite memory of ben is like he plugged in a sega genesis one time and he's like we just played the entire game of sonic 2 which i had never played before we just played it start to finish he was probably like 19 and I was probably like 16 mm-hmm. or however the five year age gap worked. I don't know how old he would have been, but I think it was just like a wonderful experience. But that version of Ben died. Like he doesn't exist now. Mm-hmm. He just did too many. He did a lot of drugs, like, like all the crazy drugs 
like drugs that I have like I've not I've never heard of before. Really. You know, and like the average human being, like I'm not talking like like he did DMT and like I know like crazy drugs. Yeah. You know, but then like he would just list off drugs that I have never heard before or since then that he had done. Wow. And uh, and he kind of lost his mind. Wow. And he went he went from being super liberal to like going so almost full circle like around like he like he like flipped to the other side where he's almost an alt right person at this point. Uh, and so now he's just a, now he's just a mess. Mm-hmm. He's just lost. He's he's like floating away in space and just like I can't do anything. He's he's the only person who can help himself and I I can't help him. Yeah. And so it's a very frustrating relationship because I want him to succeed but I can't I can't make him succeed. So I have an older brother who I like inherently like a lot and has been hugely influential in my life but I don't like being around now yeah it sucks it does suck it does suck but it's the way she goes yeah I think, I think that's that's really frustrating it's like like you feel almost like helpless you know you yeah. can't do anything like it's like just like you know I that's that's sometimes that's how like some people are it's like I think I, don't know. I think it's pretty common in I think that like if you have a family of like five kids odds are one of them is going to be a black sheep who like doesn't mm-hmm. get along with people and you know like and I think about it because like it, it gives me a strange perspective on parenting because my parents like really were incredibly supportive people yeah. from like well-to-do means who like supported like like really could not have made a more perfect environment to raise a child in you know with the exception of him being a first child so maybe they were like a hair they were they were definitely like a little more strict with him than they were with me but that's parents you yeah know, that's, that's how it works but uh, they, they're fantastic yeah they're fantastic people like they're super nice and i don't and so in spite yeah. of in spite of them being wonderful people and literally having a kid who never you know didn't have a care in the world and you know yeah not a want that couldn't be answered you know that was still the outcome right when have you felt the most insecure oh man is there a particular moment that you've not like and not just like i don't know you i guess answer the question however you want the most insecure mm-hmm. good question i don't know let me think about it for a second. Okay. When have you felt the most insecure? Give me some advice. Me? We can cut. We can cut this from the podcast. I think. Um, so. When I was a, when I was really young, when I was in like elementary school, I don't know. It's hard for me to really understand like why I felt insecure or like where it stemmed from, but I just I just felt as a very as a year grade kid I was insecure, mm-hmm. and like I just had these distinct moments of like because I used, my. Um, I after school we would go to like it was a YMCA program but it was basically just at the school so like after school ended you would go to like the YMCA which is basically just like hang out at the in the cafeteria and you do homework or hang out or just play in the gym until like your parents come pick you up uh-huh. that's big, that's all it was and it's like have distinct mom, like memories of like of just like not like I was really young and like I was in like first grade say 
and like the the kids that were like fourth and fifth would play basketball, and I really wanted to play basketball, but they wouldn't let me play with them because I was too young. And just feeling like really bummed out and like really insecure and being like, why, like why not? Why? Like I don't, I don't get it. But not just like as like, not just in the sense of like, just being a kid. Like it, it made no sense. It made no sense. And then like, also I remember um, like growing up with like neighbors, and I remember like some of the neighbor kids would like would hang out with like me and my brother after the weekend sometimes. And like we never really did that, but like I remember the couple times they did, I was like. Oh, like, they just want to hang out with, like, my brother because, like, he's, like, he's the cuter one. He's got dimples and everyone loves him. And, like, I'm just invited because, like, he have great I'm dimples. with him. He does have great dimples. I'm not denying that. But it was, like, and I don't know really where that came from. I, I can take guesses, but, like, it was weird. And, like, I just remember those particular moments I just really felt super insecure. I guess there were, I don't know if insecure is there. I, maybe, maybe not in control is the right word. But, like, have you ever had a panic attack? Like a physical, like a physical, a physical change, not change, a physical reaction to like stress. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe okay. I suppressed the shit out of them. Okay. So I had a panic attack in grad school and it was terrifying. And that's when I felt the most like insecure because I felt like my body was telling, like was my body literally, sh- like I came back, it was like a Thursday or it must've been a, fr- it maybe a Friday. And I came back from, from grad school and like, and I like had a really bad day at grad school and I think Nicole was like, I was coming home and like Nicole was like grabbing my keys to go back home to like talk to her parent. Like she, something was wrong. I can't remember the context, but something was wrong with her, like at her family's house or something, some, some drama. And I was like, and like our relationship was already on the rocks at that point, looking back at it. And I felt like there was just some moment where I was like, if she leaves and goes back home, like, we're breaking up. Like, that just, it's something that's wrong. Like, something's gonna happen. And, like, I'm like, it was like seven o'clock when I got home. And I was like, physically, like, I had problems breathing. And I'm like, I need to lay down. I need to take a nap. And I just, like, slept for, like, 14 hours. And I didn't do anything that night because I was like, it was, it was the strangest thing. And that was the only other time. Then after that, either the, the day after, like, the week after I went into, like, the, like, the free counseling therapist at, like, UW Health. Sure. That was the only time I ever went in. And I was like, I, this has never happened to me. Like, I don't, I don't even know what happened. I'm terrified of, like, what just happened. And I was like, I'm like, I think if, if, like, if I can't deal with my stress, because that's what it was. It was all, because completely stress-induced. I was like, if I can't deal with the stress, like, I'm going to lose my relationship. I don't even know how to finish school. Like, I I can't have this happen again. So. Sure. It was weird. That's probably when I felt the most insecure, out of control of, like, my own life. Yeah, because you literally don't have control. Yeah. My body shut down. And, like, that's never happened to me before. Hmm. It's terrifying. That was my panic attack. Yeah. I mean, that's super, that's super real. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you get close to that level of stress? No, not now, yeah. not now, because I've 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 learned to first off the stress was induced because of partly was was finishing grad school obviously finished that so like sure. what's that like and I think the stresses that I deal with in my job are so not the same and so not this so much easier to deal with, mm-hmm. but a majority of that stress came from like my relationship with Nicole and like it being on the rocks sure and like even when we broke up like I was very stressed and like I had migraine I 
I don't I I don't have migraines now. I like I'm I'm I feel great now. But like for a long time like I had migraines and headaches and like it was completely 100% stress induced. So like now I feel a lot I feel like a lot better. Mhm. Sure. Interesting. But it was mostly because of like the breakup and even before that, before yeah, before that, them, yeah. before that, just being like, well, grad what school is going is fucking, on? Grad school is already so right, stressful, exactly. like saying. Yeah. And then you yeah. combine it with a long-term relationship. That's and the fact apart. that she was, she had graduated, and she was going through like her core life crisis, essentially after sure. she graduated, while I was doing grad school. So I felt partly responsible for trying to help through that too. So it was like that stacked upon grad school, stacked upon so many other things. It was like that's where it came from. Yeah, and it's really, uh, you know, it, it compounds on itself. Because I've lived with mm-hmm. people who are going through shit, too. Yeah. And it's like, boy, you really do need... Like, if you're both, like, always in a bad place, it just, like, just starts compounding on itself yeah. so quickly. Yeah. You need someone to, like, have it take a step back and be, like, positive about it. It's happened to me before, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, it's... It's crazy, but... Um. What could you repeat the question so I can when, answer it correctly? When did you feel the most insecure? Okay. This podcast is gonna get really deep. It's gonna get real, real. Go there. Uh. I feel like I, we should have used this bombshell in <laughs> in the first episode, because every good pilot. No, it has like a teaser. Yeah, this could have been. Our lost plane crash. Have you not seen Lost? No. Jesus fucking Christ. But I know you're talking about the pilot episodes, the crash, yeah. Sure. Uh, so as I'm sure you've already figured out by now, mm-hmm. but like, I like dudes. Like, mm-hmm. I am gay. Mm-hmm. And like, anytime someone fucking asks me a question or there's an implication about what my relationship should be, or, like, where I am in life, mm-hmm. that will... I, like... For a long time, I was really good at, at dealing with that. And then at some point, like, these disconnects started happening where, like... I don't know. I just... I would just... I, I just shut down. And, like, if someone... If I start thinking about it too much and recognizing that my life is different, like we were talking about earlier, with, like... Like so, like if I'm at a wedding, like weddings are really bad for me, yeah. Because the, I'm like sitting there and I'm just like amongst something that I don't necessarily think is attainable for me, right. but is uh what is a part of like it's supposed to be the happiest day of your life, and in the traditional in the traditional like f- like life's like trajectory, mm-hmm. that is the like that's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. Right. And, and like, I, I like don't get that. So that is almost always, it's happened in a lot of small and infrequent moments, but anytime that like questions start to push that way, I have for years, I think growing up in a, like a, a fairly conservative state, yeah. been able to just like push conversations in different directions to avoid, avoid even it. dealing with that topic yeah so that is anytime because that kind of question and that kind of like that is scary to me and it's really interesting because 
most people in Omaha know, and most people in Ann Arbor know, but for some reason, my friends in Madison, it just, like, wasn't a thing I talked about or did mm-hmm. or dealt with poorly. But, uh... And so I, I've had lots of questions about it, but people kind of just stopped. I realize I I feel like everybody knows, but you at some point you, does that make you does that does that how does that make you feel though? Terrible. Okay. That's all. It's like because you have no control yeah. when you you feel like you've lost control of it, and the smart way to deal with it is to own it. Mm-hmm. But it's not what I did, and what uh, what you do is you lose control and you don't. You, like, don't know who knows, and you don't know, like, when when these conversations start happening, you start perceiving slights that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, someone, they do uh, know, so they're avoiding know. this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. to, yeah. like, not push the boundaries. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, even if it's not even real. Even if it's not even, right, you just interpret, you just almost kind of, by default, interpret it like that. Yeah, you just absolutely. kind of see it as like that. Yeah, well, that's how I've seen my whole life. My whole right. life has been from that perspective, yeah. from that place. So that is when I'm the most self conscious. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, when I am, when I when I like am approaching that topic and feel like, I don't know. You just and like my friends are all cool people. Like them, they'll probably be fine with it. And if they're not fine with it, like I don't really want to be your friend anyway. Yeah. But. uh you know, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, so you push that, you push it away so much that you start to like, you know, when, when people start to like even get remotely close to it in terms of a conversation, it just like, your brain just is like abort, like abort yeah, as fast you as you know, can. You go there. Yeah. So, that is next question. Unless you have, unless you have follow up. No, no, I, no, I. Are you getting deep, Nick? Is this deep enough for you? Is this the kind of is this the kind of line of questioning you were expecting? This is all this can't be used in a court of law. Hmm. No, I don't know. I I mean I don't know, that sucks. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. And I don't know. It's also a problem I've made myself. Well, but at the same time, like, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends, I guess, I think. Sure. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, the onus is necessarily on you to be like, this is, I don't know. It's not, the onus doesn't necessarily have to be like on you to be like, this is, this is, this is, this is who I am. I don't know. Yeah. It's true, which is how I do feel about it. Like I don't. No one deserves to know. Like, no, like no, that's, right. you're not, that's you're, my life. It's your thing. It's it's exactly exactly. It's your choice to like. It's like, hmm. maybe not the greatest analogy, but it's like it's like you're, it's like if you like super religious, it's your, your choice to wear your religion on your sleeve or not, right? Sure. So like, if you want to be super upfront about like I am super Catholic, like okay, cool, but like it's not like. You don't have to walk into a room and be like, attention, I am Catholic, you know, or you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think the analogy is, is accurate, but I don't necessarily think that, that comparing someone who's Catholic No, I don't, that's to, not, that's not what I was is, saying, is, that's is not a, what I was saying. It's a particularly poor yeah, yeah. comparison. I agree, uh, I agree, but, I, I, uh, it was the first thing that came to mind. Sure. Are you feeling suppressed as a Catholic? 
<laughs> no, I, I didn't tell you this, like, the goofy thing I feel about being Catholic. Yeah, yeah you're not a real Catholic. Like, you're no, I'm Catholic. not. I'm a fake Catholic, for sure. That's fine. Or, like, you know, whatever. It can be anything. You just go to like confession that. one time and you're fucking... You're, you're back you're, in the good graces of God. back in the good... I know, yeah. Um... So, yeah, no, I agree. It's just... It's it's sad because at times it's just easier to not deal with it. Yeah. Well, I get that. I mean... You know, to not deal with your problem. But then... They become so all-consuming. Yeah, and then it comes to a head. And, and then at that point, you like... Yeah. Once it comes to a head, it's impossible to avoid. And it's like... At that point, it, it's it's terrible. Because then you're forced to... Con- you're forced to have to deal with it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's like... I don't know. I the only thing that immediately comes to mind is like when I like me you know, when Nicole broke up with me. It was like it was easier to kind of just be like, okay, like I'm just gonna get on with life and like that's what it is. And it was like it wasn't until like Jenny. I mean, she'd called me and she's like, it was like a, I don't know. It was like maybe a good month or two months after, and she's like, are you okay? Like, are you, is it like it's okay to, to like just to be sad and and just to like let it out? And I just like. I just like bawled. I started crying because I was like, "Man, it's yeah," because it sucks, and I've been trying to just avoid it and not have to deal with it. And like Joe, Joe, Joe too. Like he was one of the nicest things any like through that whole thing. Like Joe, like, like we just it was like a late night. It was like a Saturday, and like for whatever reason, me and him ended up at Ian's and just got pizza. And like he all of a sudden was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, I'm not." And I was like, and and like, like he ended up bringing it up, but it was I was glad he did because it was like at that point I had. I'm just kind of like pushing it off and like kind of suppressing it, you know? Sure. So I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not to the same, obviously not to the same extent, but yeah, not you know, in an identical sense, but well, tough. I get it. Cause I didn't want to talk to you about it. Well, because I, I because I knew that that where that line of questioning because I can't offer I, like like normally I my my strategy in those kind of scenarios is empathy mm-hmm. but I can't offer any sort of advice that has any amount of legitimacy behind it that doesn't also involve just dealing yeah. with my own problems so I just didn't I didn't even I was a bad friend just now no back then oh back then. No, but no. I, I was just gonna. No, I was gonna I drink your Havana Club and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I disagree. I think of all the people that really helped me through the most through that entire situation. I think, I think, of my friends, I think you, Joe, and and John Rank said the nicest things. Sweet. And like that, and and and, and because you because you weren't afraid to it because I did not want to talk about it, like. And part of me that was through that whole thing that was really frustrating was like, all my friends in Madison, they had only known me through one person. Not they, they had known me through being in a relationship with Nicole. Right. Right. Sure. Like, that's how I came to Madison, and that's how it was for six years. And like when I came to Madison, and like that obviously wasn't the case anymore. It frustrated me that no one said anything or was like, "What happened?" Or like, "Yo, like, are you okay?" Like that's insane right and there are a few people that said something and made a difference and yeah it made a huge difference because it it, mm-hmm. it it legitimized the the pain that i was in or the the the, the physic the the trans the change that had happened right 
Sure. Because if you don't if you don't acknowledge or say anything, the assumption is everything's fine or that everything is working out. It's going through the process, mm-hmm. and like that's not necessarily the case. Sure. Next question. Okay, next question. We, I I want to dive deeper into this. Yeah. But I have to do this next oh, week. Oh, for me, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I can't get rid of yeah, all yeah, the yeah, juicy yeah. meat material <laughs> that's left. Okay. Do you want kids? Do I want kids? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Yes, I want kids. Because I think that that is like as an essential part of the human experience you think it is because i've i've struggled with this this is why i include this question because i don't know how to answer this you don't need kids no i know but but it is it but i i want kids because i was raised in a happy family and i think that i don't know i've just never not envisioned a life where i have kids Mm mm-hmm but I also don't want to put my kids through that. Of, like, explaining, like, oh, like, he's got two daddies. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to, I, like, don't want, I don't want my kids to start with that disadvantage. Yeah. Even if it's, like, minor and non-existent and probably yeah. fine in 2040. But, you know, I just feel like that's, I feel like that's unfair to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That and, you know, climate change is going to destroy <laughs> the shit and that's their problem. But... <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, right. But I want I I maybe I could see myself having kids and I could see myself not having kids. Yeah. I I always wanted kids, but I grew up in a ha- like a nice and a happy family, and I like that experience. Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. But I the older I get, the more I could see myself not in that that particular position. And really seeing the merits of not having kids, mostly because I was driving behind someone who had one of those traditional you know kid family cars you know where it's like the parent the dad yeah, yeah like kids. Han Solo and Leia and then it's got like the little robots and sh- yeah 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 it was that's it was, a Star Wars version of that but yeah it was two parents and then a giant bag of money and I <laughs> was so like funny. I was like oh <laughs> they get it they get yeah, it yeah that's, that's really great yeah. that is uh, that is the I mean that's the benefit you can you know and you know, because, like, I also I also want to avoid... I, like, I want to have kids because I, I like the idea of having kids, but you really get yourself into a trap with kids where you're... You then... You know, you, you're... That is your lifestyle. That is your lifestyle yeah, for the next 18 years. Right, you don't have enough. Yeah. And you don't really... You don't have a choice, and you don't... And, like, it's all-consuming. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty all-consuming. So, I don't know. I can, I can really... The older I get, the more I see the merits of both. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was a kid, it was like... That's just what it is. I want kids because I'm a kid and I like this. Yeah, and, and that's you know, how it works. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know? It's like the State Farm commercial. It's like the State Farm. <laughs> no, it's more like, it's more like this is my, like, it's like... That's a trajectory. That's the trajectory. It's a trajectory because it's all you know and it's also because, uh, you know, I grew up in a family where, like, I just, I was, I wasn't spoiled mm-hmm. per se, but like my parents you don't realize how hard how hard the work is it's like when kids get a dog and they like and then and then an adult gets a dog and they're like wait this (laughs) thing is like yeah i need to be with this every single day and i have to pay for all the bills and i have to feed it and i and you know like and they don't they don't the disconnect because your my parents made it easy you know i didn't have to like 
vacuum and I didn't have to, you know, fucking work and then raise my kids on top of it, you know. I think when you're a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, having kids would be great because, you know, you don't realize how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm a coin toss at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll get, well, I'll save that question yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Do you know how you want to retire? Like, have you thought about oh, it? Oh, man, like, hopefully you... sooner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, like, next year. No, I mean, like, like some people want to, like, sail the Caribbean or something. Oh, how do I want to spend my retirement? Yeah, like, do you have, have you ever oh. thought about it like that or no? <sighs> Fuck, dude. I mean, I really want to fucking, like, get into all the really crack addictive video games that <laughs> I could never you, do. I remember you telling me this. Like, just like, because I never, I wasn't going to play WoW because, like, that's yeah. clearly all, like, life into me. But when you're, like, 70 and you can, shit. right, yeah. and, like, here's a clan of people, like, my grandkids are going to hate me. Like, I am, <laughs> I am such a sassy asshole. That, like, my kids are like, oh, fuck, dude. No, I don't want to hang out with those ranks. They're going to hate me, so I'm going to go and be in my own... I'm going to make my own little guilt. Nice. And, you know, and, like, they'll like me, you know, for you me. You can throw in the amount of hours you need to. to and, I can, be, and I have the time game, to yeah. commit yeah, at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah. I already made all my money. Uh, and then travel. Yeah. But I'm actually quickly running out of places I want to see in the world. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, that's totally like fine. I just, I'm just the like the like the like the tier one top tier sure, places sure, sure, I want to sure. go like are like a buck, your bucket quote your quote yeah, bucket my, list. My bucket whatever, list yeah. is like Japan, and I would love to go to Japan. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know Spain. Yeah. I haven't been to Spain yet. I need to go to Spain, but like, good. Can you pronounce it your own? Yeah, yeah, might be Catalonia at that point. So. What book growing up, or like, what book have you read that you really enjoyed, like, it was extremely formative, or you would say defines you? Any one of those? I don't know if I've read a lot of, fuck, dude, I, I can... You can be whatever you want. I read Bridge to Terabithia when, when I was younger. It's, that book fucked me up. Really? Yeah, because it starts off, well, you know, I, I, Let's just say it's a lot heavier than the kids' book would intend it to like seem on the surface. Mm. It has it has uh, some tw- some twists that are were uh, that were some gut punches. Sexy time? No. 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 But it's uh, heavy things. Heavy things. Yeah, it just it's it was just a book that like I I like want to talk about it, but then like I feel like talking about what happens in it is I don't want to know because I kind of want to read it now oh okay I don't even know what it's about it sounds familiar well the fact that you already know the fact that you already know that there's heavy shit in it is like already in it because you told me right exactly but you don't wasn't it a movie it was a movie a kid's movie yeah it's a kid's book but uh and there's heavy things in it yeah it's part of part of Mm. the it's unexpected which is part of the the sucker punch to it so, um, I know that. yes, uh, and I could, di- I want to delve deeper into it, but the people who have read it and it, it know what I'm talking about, Okay. but it helped shape the way I, I view the world. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to write that down then. Yeah. I'll read that. It's a good one. Do you believe in God? <laughs> Jesus, we're good. We're hitting all the top notes. <laughs> okay. You can make that as quick or as short as you want. Uh, yes. Yes, I do believe in God. 
like white beard. No. Dude hanging out in the cloud. If I believe in God, sort of. Okay. Uh, it's funny of all the things we talked about on this podcast. This is probably the thing that will get me the most in trouble. Yeah. If I. If oh I, if God! I, then we should. I can cut it off. I can throw the red. No, line no. It's like if I ever, if I'm ever in politics, everything oh, else we talked about oh, is I fine. But, saying. <laughs> but not being a good Christian is. Uh, yeah. No, it's interesting because I. I've always had a really skeptical outlook on the mm-hmm. church and God in general. And I, it started when I was young because my mom, like I was going to church and I wasn't, I like was wearing like sort of nice clothes, like jeans and a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Like I didn't look ratty. Right. My mom was like, you need to put on nice clothes, like to go to church. Like you need to look nice. You know, when you go to church, you put on nice clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And that clicked in my something in my brain where I was like, like, God wouldn't give a shit that you wear to <laughs> right. church. Yeah, you know, like that is like the guy doesn't, doesn't make sense. You know, God doesn't care. Yeah. And then that, and that was I was like five or six. <laughs> so you were an early skeptic. And so well, no, it just entered the idea and my premise that there was a disconnect between yeah. what I thought God was and what people were telling me God was, and right. I and there was an early there was an early instance of me being like there, there's a huge disconnect here. And I you know and I think it's a bit like uh, like and, and then following that up it's like finding out Santa Claus isn't real <laughs> is a bit like you like you realize. Like, here's this person that I'm being told is real by people mm-hmm. that they're now telling me was an entire lie society has set up. Mm-hmm. And my, my brain was like, like, anything's a lie. Anything right. could be a lie now. Like, if yeah. Santa is not real, then what is... Sorry if anyone listening doesn't think Santa's real. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, John Rank. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and so from that point forward, I always I, I be, like, through a skeptical lens, uh... So I think a lot of the church teachings are really, like, silly. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, this dude, like, 2,000 years ago, like, you know, in this book that, like, is just, like, been translated yeah, a zillion times, right. is, like, it's highly redacted and edited and, like, has is missing whole chapters that have been pulled specifically because they, you know, and, like, it's been man-made, you know, and, and like, it's, like, why is all this crazy shit happening in the past and not now? You know, like, why is God blowing down fucking walls, but, like, can't be bothered to make an appearance now? You know, got miracles got to believe in, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you just, you kind of, I, so I don't believe in that traditional God, but I do, I am spiritual in the sense that, like, I had a really great conversation with David Harmon about this, about how, like, we know that, like, we live in a three-dimensional world. Mm -hmm. Uh... And we know two dimensions exist, right? Like flat, everything's in two yeah. D. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to imagine what a life like that, like it would exist. What two D would space. feel like? Yeah, what that space would it would it would feel like? And science has been able to prove that, it, as far as I know, that there's like you know a fourth and a fifth and a sixth dimension, and like the farther down that spectrum you go, the harder it's impossible to comprehend. Right. So I think that there could be a a, a thing that exists in that ent- in that space. Yeah, that's interesting. And and could be influencing, you know, could could have some kind of god like power or influence on on the way things are. But I don't, I don't believe in the white beard yeah, Jesus Christ yeah. guy version of it. Are you familiar with deism? Sure, that's the other kind of thing I yeah. stick to. You know, making 
uh, you know, God made the world like a, like a clock, and then he, he started the pendulum and then walked away. Which I think, if there is a God, in a more traditional sense, that's definitely right. Yeah. Because like what, like you know, that's the other thing about God. It's like that made me question it too. It's like, like what kind of God creates a world where, you know, like there's a kid in Africa who lives for seven months and dies because of starvation and war. I'm like, what kind of God makes a world right. where this where this exists? That's impossible. You know, yeah. that's that's a, that's a cruel. And f- like, and my idea of a god is not a cruel god. Like, it's not like that. Doesn't that's like a human. That's a human thing to put on God. I think God is would be more perfect than that. And then the fact that, that people like that have that's that is someone's existence is mm. not is not compatible with what I think a supreme being would be. Right. This may be a weird question, but do you think like does it? Because it bothers me. That doesn't bother me, but it, it weirds me out when, like... So, like, when, like, the... Like, this is, a, this is the most recent example. When, like, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, the first well, this is thing... is going to be a transition. Yeah. The first thing they were like, oh, yeah, like, just, like, thanks, my, my, like, my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, he's the one that allowed me to do this and yada, yada. And it's like, I, I get that you're, like, religious. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that you are devout. But, like, I think it's kind of dangerous or kind of, like, frustrating when, like you're basically implying that like all of your personal achievements and maybe this isn't exactly what they're trying to say but to me the implication is that like god was what god willed the philadelphia eagles to win yes. when like why in the fuck would god give two flying shits about that outcome right it should be like it should be like the human aspects of the work that the eagles put in to make that happen mm-hmm. should be the focus Right. Right. And to me, that's frustrating as like a on a human level because it's like, I get it. Like I I believe in God too, but it's like, he didn't will the Cubs to win the World Series after a hundred years. No. Right. No. So it's like I don't. Know, that's where I get kind of frustrations in like the modern society, where it's like, that's like one aspect of it. But yeah, it's weird. Should... It's along those lines, I think. You know. Yeah, the human, the, and that's like the like. I don't really have a problem with with god and christianity it's his it's the fan club that is fucking the fan awful, club you know? <laughs> right and it's like yeah it's people because i've already talked to you about it but taking a chance to plug the college humor skit about the atheist football player who does yeah, like yeah. the post-game conference yeah. but he's like oh like i'd like to thank the you know yeah. millennias of like you know of, evolutionary achievement yeah right. exactly of like this you know the uh yeah. Of my strongest ancestors surviving over my life, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it made me into a super athlete. Uh, and I do, and because and obviously, if there's a god, they don't give a shit about football. Um, and I, so whenever, whenever you know, religion, I'm just, whenever I'm religion, curious. I was just curious if you had similar feelings because I, yeah, that is something that I when, just, whenever you know. religion bleeds into sport or into like, you know, other elements of it, it I. I always roll my eyes because it's just like, like that's horse shit. Mm-hmm. But I understand why. Uh, but I understand why it's a benefit in some sense. Why a lot of athletes are religious because sports is is a field where like you really like self confidence is. You have to really you have to believe that you're better. Yeah, a professional yeah. athlete, you know, it like there can't there can't be room for doubt. And and I understand the appeal of of Christianity because it is warm and it is comforting to know that. You know, like there is a thing that loves you. There's a there's a God that loves you, and there's an afterlife. So you know your your mistakes now, you know, don't matter that much because you'll get to spend eternity in in blissful yeah. happiness. 
and I understand that that is warming and comforting and it removes elements of doubt that could exist that I, and so I understand why sports a lot of sports athletes are religious because it you know it's a comforting and uh, self assuring outlook on the world yeah next question last question last question what do you want to get out of life Jesus Christ, dude. Is this going to be like an eight-episode podcast? No. Well, make it quick if you'd like. Well, the question about my life and what I want to get out of it is the one I have to blow through? <laughs> you asshole. I don't know. It's just open-ended because I don't really know where to take it. But I want to leave it better than, than, I, than I left it. That's really all. That's the only thing that matters to me. Is that, you know, like, I, 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 I want... You know, to make an impact yeah. that is uh, that leaves the world as better than yeah. the one I inherited. You're familiar with the Lorax? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's probably more than the one of the more formative books. But you should answer that as your question then. Well, I, I mean, kidding. I used to read it at those. I used kidding. to read it to people. No, I, but I, I bought it my freshman year, week two. Really? I, yeah, I went to the bookstore and they. It was a, and they, I bought it there nice. in the children's section of the university bookstore because I loved the Lorax and my parents had gotten rid of the copy of it. It was my favorite children's book. Holy shit. Maybe that was, should have been my answer. Found it. It was. My dad would read it. To, wow, fuck, dude. Maybe that is the answer. My dad used to, uh, my dad used to use this answer. My dad, uh, my dad and my mom used to read it to me, but it yeah. was, it really instilled, like really when I was really young, instilled this idea that like we have limited resources right. and you gotta, you know, be kind to the earth and conserve it and you can't just, right. You endless get... greed is like, is, will just ruin everything. Yeah. Cause I love that. It's, and my, it's my favorite book as a kid growing up when they would, uh, when it was like, you want to read a bedtime story, I was like, I'll read the fucking Lorax. That is a good one. If there's a like, I want that out of there, too. I'll edit that like out, even though it wasn't the like that you mentioned. No, but that was an appropriate use of like. I know, but I'll edit it out. See, this is why I kind of want to listen to it, because, like, I don't <laughs> know what kind of artistic what liberties you took. <laughs> What's Chinese football? DJ Snake. DJ Snake. <laughs> yeah, what about it? Nothing. You're you're just you're like so you're on edge today. I'm not. That's you are. Not, like, you you ju- I, you literally just saw me. Yeah, but the entire prep for this, you were just like, why, why? What? Yeah, you're just, you're oh. like you're just real. You're like for the structure and stuff. 
That's something someone on edge would say. <laughs> okay, what are we doing for this episode? Are you asking me questions or am I just asking you questions? I don't or have any just... questions written, so I hope to oh Jesus you're God. asking questions. Are you going to have questions prepared next time, Greg? Yeah, well, you told me this was just me. See, why okay, are you good. Me... All right, good, good, good. No, why no, are you no, putting me on good. blast? Because... <laughs> <laughs> when have you ever used that word before? Putting someone on blast? You've never ever said that. Yeah, I have. No, you haven't. Well, it just did. Okay, obviously... Right. Jesse made just fun keep... of Jesse made fun of me like last year when we lived together because I said I used the phrase putting me on blast and he's like that is not a thing. <laughs> what do you mean not a thing? He thought it was uh. He thought it was like a. He thought it was like a fetch, you know, thing from like Mean Girls. He's oh. Like, Craig, stop trying to make that a thing. Uh huh. You. Well, I don't I... Know. Jesse's weird. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. You want to talk through no, your emotions? I'm fine. I'm you seem so. You seem. I'm not you seem so edge. stabby. So a little stabby. You know, what are you talking about? You know, about? you just interjections and. It's a... But it's totally legit. Totally ASTM standard. It's all good. What is, I got what the, is that? ASTM. Yeah. The American Standards Testing Materials. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, 